Let me read the following letter from a listener, which may also speak to your problem today. Our marriage is in a shambles, the listener writes. I have begged my husband to go to our pastor or to some other counselor to get help. He refuses. I have done everything that I can. I do not know what to do next. We are both Christians, and we know that our marriage should not be like this. What can I do? Tragically, every Christian counselor has discovered over the last five or ten years that problems within the church in marriages are on the increase. Talking here and there to counselors everywhere, they say the same thing. No, there is no lessening of marital problems, but only greater and greater numbers of problems among those who truly believe the Word of God, those who have come to faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior. Now, it's possible that in a prior time, people just simply had as many problems but didn't talk about them as much. Whatever it is, the increase, at least in the knowledge of those problems, is apparent. And not only in the knowledge, but also in what's happening in marriages. More and more Christians are breaking up their marriages today. This is tragic and need not be. It's time that something happened to turn that whole trend around and begin to see the, the solidity of the Christian family take place once more, once more. And many of these marriages change dramatically as indeed the Word of God can. Now let's turn to this lady's question. She says things are really in bad shape. She says our marriage is in a shambles. And she's begged her husband to get help from the pastor or counsel from some other Christian, but he refuses. And she says, I've done everything I can do about this problem. Here I am, stuck. There's nothing more I can do. And she says, do you know anything more to do? What can I do? Tell me. Help me. Well, you may be in exactly the same position. But as we begin to discuss the question, let me say this to you. If you are, first look at yourself. You know, so often we are prone to blame the other person. We are prone to say, uh, well, if only my husband were to change, then things would be so much better. Then I could do so-and-so. But, you know, we can't start that way. We have to look at our own lives. <clears throat> it may very well be that your husband is looking at you and he's saying in his own mind, well, that woman will never change. What's the use of me going for counsel? He may not hear anything but nagging. He may not hear anything but uh, a lot of those problems that you've been presenting to him day by day. So the place to begin is not with your husband, but the place to begin is with yourself. Make sure that in your own life you're not doing anything that would discourage him or that what might give him possibly give him reason to think what's the use. Well, let's assume that your life is what it ought to be. Not perfect, of course, but at least growing in the right direction and you're handling problems one by one, but you just really are up against a situation here where you don't know what to do and you really have honestly tried to do everything that you can do to solve this problem that you know about. 
Well, actually, from what I've read in this letter, this lady has not done everything that she might do. The scriptures give her many other things to do, and she thinks that she has done everything by talking to her husband and trying to get him to go to the pastor. But listen to what Matthew 18, verse 15 through 17 says. Jesus says, If your brother sins, go and reprove him in private. And if he listens to you, you have won your brother. Now she's tried that. Presumably she's gone to her husband. She said things are not as they should be in our marriage. Let's get things straightened out. He has refused, presumably. What does she do then? That's where she is. Verse 16 says, If he does not listen to you, take one or two more with you, so that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every fact may be confirmed. If this marriage is truly in a shambles, as she says, if they're on the verge of divorce, if the marriage is in, in just one terrible situ uh, shape and uh, nothing is being done about it, and the woman wants to do something about it, and her husband, who is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, refuses, then she must follow the directions in this passage. What she should do is tell her husband that she is going to have to follow these directions. And if he still refuses, then she should go get the pastor and one of the elders or deacons from the church, and they should come around, and the three of them, together with the husband, should begin to talk over the question. That husband, if he refuses, and of course we're simply going on her word, which we can't really do if we, uh, if, unless we know more about the facts of the case, but uh, just in general about this kind of a problem, that husband who is under the care and discipline of that church ought to have the discipline of the church brought to bear upon his life as the pastor and the elders exercise that discipline in bringing persuasion and bringing help to him to help him to see his need for straightening things out in his family. There is no option of divorce in a situation like this. There is no option of going on the way this is. This doesn't honor God any more than a divorce to have a marriage like this. And so this is a case where the church of Jesus Christ needs to be able to step in and to do something about this problem. Then, of course, it even goes a step further in verse uh, 17. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. You see, then there's another step. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and as a tax collector, that is, outside of the church, excommunicated. So there is a whole process of church discipline. And do you realize that that process was given by Jesus Christ in love? It was given to bring wayward sinners back to the faith. It was given in order to help homes to come together again. It was given in order to bring reconciliation about between brothers and sisters who were in trouble with one another, and we have neglected that great resource. No, she is not without resources, nor are you. She may not have known what to do before, but here, in love, Jesus has told us what to do, and the Church of Jesus Christ has a job in helping people who are having problems with one another to solve them as they should. I want to uh, help you if you're in trouble on this question. We have produced a little pamphlet that may be of use to you. It's called, What Do You Do When Your Marriage Goes Sour? The reason we're offering this pamphlet to you is because we have had so many requests and so many people speak to us about how they could get a hold of some of this material in print. And this is a very simple way for you, and we'd like to help you further if that will do some good for you in your marriage. And now, as you think about this question further, 
Ask yourself, pointedly, directly, and straightforwardly, have I a difficult situation that I have been unable to solve? Maybe I should go to the pastor and talk to him about Matthew 18, 15 through 17. Pray about that matter with me right now. Lord, help us to understand what we must do in these questions and to use all of your resources in meeting these problems. For Christ's sake, amen.